today. Everyone just has me and Josh. Kyla had a crazy roommate situation. So I'm Kirsten. I'm Joshua. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I guess mine's kind of longer. I kind of tried to since she wasn't here to make up for the time. Oh. So, do you know what a sludge entity is? A sludge entity? No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. I've never heard of it either <laughs> until this. <laughs> I think it's like a newer thing where a lot of this stuff is like older shit when it comes to like demons and paranormal and possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened to an interview from these parents back in 2016, and they lived in Seattle, and their names were John and Deborah, and they were married for over 20 years at the time, so math, like probably close to 30 years at this point. Um, so they have four kids, and the oldest was off to college, and the second oldest started to have some weird and suspicious things happening to him. He randomly started to get sick, starting with random headaches, and so his mom took him to the chiropractor, and after a week of these constant headaches, the chiropractor was like, huh, weird, you should take him to the ER. I feel like he has meningitis. Also, like, is that- It's kind of a random thing to guess. I feel like that's not something people really get anymore either, is it? Uh, I don't think so. That's, like, one of the big signs was, like, neck pain with that one, right? Yeah, like, do I have meningitis? I, yeah, I feel like that it's not very common anymore. I still feel like it can happen, but not nearly as much. Do we get vaccinated for that now? I was going to ask if we could die from it, so. <laughs> I think so. There, There is a meningitis vaccine, though, so. That we get when we're, like, given, little babies? Yeah, 11 or 12. Oh, I guess not little babies, but, like, yeah, kind of bas- Basically little babies still. Yeah. Um, so at the hospital, they did a bunch of tests, like x-rays and shit, and they're like, yeah, we don't see anything. So they went back home, and things seemed to progress, and it took a big downfall for his health. And they took him to as many doctors as they could, and no one could tell them what, what was wrong, and they went from, like, Western medicine all the way to all, like, the woo-woo shit, and everyone's like, we can't help you. It's not meningitis, but also, like, we don't know, we don't what, know it what it is. is. You just get to suffer. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry for your loss. Um, that your kids on sick. to the next. Also, I think he was like in eighth grade, so probably would have been like 13 at the time. Okay. I think that's right. But the mom is like, yeah, we were pretty much like at the doctor's office literally almost every single day, and they the parents could like physically with their eyes see him deteriorating almost every day. They're like. We don't know what's going to happen. Just, like, getting sicker and more pain? Like, what were his symptoms? Um, Mostly just, like, the headache and then, like, ha- having trouble walking. So, okay, well, it says there was 23 days where he essentially did not sleep at all. He stayed up the entire time and was vomiting uncontrollably. And he also... Aside from that time before or after, I'm not sure, we wake up around 3, 3.30, which is the witching hour, and he would be screaming and having nightmares that someone was trying to kill him, and he, like, could feel the pain from it and was experiencing his death over and over every single night. Uh Yeah. 
That's pretty weird. Um, so did he like feel like he was dying and like going somewhere, or just like every night he just felt like he was dying? Every night he just felt like he was dying. Um, they were frustrated with the doctors because the doctors were just like, "Yeah, good luck with your kid. Sorry, hope he doesn't die. We don't know what else to tell you." And they didn't offer them any alternative way to like go and try and see what was wrong with him, but they could like visibly see that he was getting worse and. So this started, I think, in the summer, and by March, he was having trouble walking. He needed help walking around the house, and eventually he just started crawling around. Oh, just because his legs didn't work anymore? Um, yeah, he would, like, randomly fall all the time, and especially when he was going through, like, thresholds, like, the door to, like, outside from, like, room to room when he was walking underneath them, his legs would buckle, and he would just collapse. Interesting. So they're like, we're tired of of carrying you through the doors, so I guess you now just need to um, crawl. (laughs) (laughs) We're done with you. Here's some knee pads. (laughs) Uh, And he even seen, like, physical therapists, and they're like, yeah, his muscle mass and everything is normal, and, like, we don't know why he can't walk, but, uh, yeah, sorry. So, again, the doctor was like, we don't know. good luck have fun so six months before this point so six months before march that's like summer right uh six months before march is yeah yeah. it would be like late september so like early fall so he was fine then and then that's by the time he couldn't walk that was like six months and it was march so like six months ago he was like playing sports doing school doing all that shit literally living a regular life and then like all of a sudden within i think like they said it was like six weeks or something like he couldn't walk or something crazy like that just like completely non-moving nothing yeah with like no doctor's like diagnosis or anything crazy and at first they were like oh maybe it's just puberty Ah, oh, you know, puberty when your legs stop working and, you know, doorways yeah. are hard to walk through. And every time you walk through a door, you just fall down. <laughs> we, all, we all remember Could you imagine that? if that was, like, a thing? <laughs> Honestly. Like, as soon oh, as your, your kid starts walking through the door and they falls down, you're like, oh, no, it's puberty. <laughs> just be a bunch of pillows laying down on the doorways. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can just collapse when you walk through. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and so they also looked into maybe he was doing drugs, but all of his lab work and shit came back normal when, like, there was no trace of drugs in his blood. So that wasn't a thing. So John, the dad, was talking to his wife, and he was, like, joking. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm the one that's possessed. Ha ha. And then he was like, huh, maybe possession has something to do with this. So he did a lot of Googling and listening to podcasts. This is in 2016, so podcasts are, like, a thing. About a bunch of possessions, I guess, essentially. And then he came across a woman named Debbie Chestnut on one of them. And she was an expert on the spiritual side of things. So he was messaged her. And he was like, yo, my son can't walk through the doors without falling down. Please help. Um, And she got back to him the same day. And he was like, yeah, his like has Mac. Mac. Wow. Um, Lack of muscle coordination, lack of walking, nightmares, loss of motor skills, and, like, anytime we take him out of the house, he's just, like, falling over. 
I guess. She was like, oh, yeah, this seems weird. Um, she's not the first person that they contacted, though. They messaged somebody else, and like a local invest- investigator in Seattle. And they were like super interested. But then they're like, yeah, our son's 14. And they're like, oh, no, sorry. But um, probably because like he's a minor, and when there's like when you're a business and you start to do shit with like, minors like that, it's sketchy and like you probably yeah you probably have to have extra insurance maybe possibly I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of crazy though that like the obviously like spirits or whatever don't really care, and a lot of times I think that it is like they attach themselves to younger kids. Yeah, because usually kids can see them like better than parents, and we talked about that last week with like the the clown shit. If you make it to when you're 18, <laughs> then we can save you. you just yeah, if you're to... still possessed in four years, give us a call. <laughs> oh, Lord. So she was like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. He's young. Like, this seems bad. It seems like it's just going to get worse. Like, we need to we need to help this little kid. Um, so John goes to his wife, and cause she didn't know he was doing any of this. And he was like, hey, I don't know, demons, maybe? Question mark. <laughs> I've been in touch with a spiritualist <laughs> and she wants to help us because she believes that we have a case here. And she was like, um, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, could you imagine just, but what do you do? Like as a parent, when it gets to that point, you just are going to look for whatever you can find for it. Yeah. I don't know. My parents aren't that invested though. So like, even if we were acting weird, I don't think my parents would be like, call anyone let alone I mean, try to find a spiritualist not, so like, to not me, if you're acting weird but i mean like <laughs> you've taken your kid to like every doctor that you could find and he's just still like slowly shriveling like at some point whether you fully believe or not it's like you yeah. just gotta try something like you've movie, run out of things isn't there a movie that came out like probably 10 years ago or so about like it was in connecticut the haunting of Connecticut or something. Yeah, I. Oh man. We're like he was. He the kid had cancer, but he was in remission. And as soon as they moved into that house or some shit, he like started dying. More. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie, but I do remember that there was something the haunting in Connecticut back then. I feel like that movie traumatized me because I can picture it in my brain. The basement was really creepy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was. I feel like I was too young to watch that when it oh, came out. My parents, not, like, wouldn't let I'm me. I'm sure I was too young to watch it, but <laughs> our uh, home lives were wildly different, so. <laughs> so. you were free to do whatever. Yeah, no one was stopping me. I will um, say I did watch, like, House of Wax and Chucky at, uh an aunt's house when i was very mm. small you had a and i think that chucky like puppets still creep me out i don't oh, like chucky okay. doesn't but like puppets like the old school like dog. yeah like those creep me out but yeah so she was like huh what are you talking about and she's like yeah okay like do whatever you want to do i'm gonna keep focus on on taking care of our kid because like i don't have she put it as she didn't have the bandwidth to, like, go down that path as much as he did. She was like, my taking up too much. I don't have the time or energy. But his parents were both worried about his life and thought maybe that it could be fatal and they just couldn't figure it out. So Debbie, the spiritualist, got a guy named James on it and they did a video chat and an interview with John and his wife, Deb. And they sent pictures of the house and pictures that they have taken of their son 
And James was like, okay, here's a list of shit that you need to do, a list of shit that you need to get. Also, this James guy has a podcast called The Higher Consciousness, if anyone wants to listen to it. Um, I don't know if he interviews them on his podcast, but he definitely talks about their case on it, so I didn't listen to his. So, and James also told them not to tell their son anything that what they were doing or planning or anything like that because at this point he kind of had like a connection to the other side or the the other side had a connection through their son so like if they were to tell him it would like tip off the demons that they were trying to get rid of them <laughs> i guess so they just had to keep him in the dark i mean it would make sense because if somebody was possessed it would be like the demon's obviously gonna hear everything if I was a demon and possessing someone and I overheard that they were going to do like an exorcism, I would do everything in my power to keep that from happening. Whether I feel like if it's sprung onto a demon. You can't like prepare or like just, you know. Yeah, you're more likely to get rid leave. of it. Leave. Exactly. Um, so the kid was upset because something was hovering in the corner in his room and it was just there all the time in the corner on the ceiling of his room and he told them okay so they sent the pictures to james and his like spiritual investigating crew or whatever and then after that so i like i'm assuming it was electronically because it was in 2016 and i'm sure all the pictures they were taken were either on a camera or on a phone and they just like emailed them to him but they also wanted a picture of what the little boy was seeing and they wanted the little boy to draw himself and they wanted the paper that the little boy touched okay interesting so they're like draw what you see in the corner put it on this paper and we'll and send it to us like yeah. physically yeah um so he drew a faceless person standing with a big sword and it had a gem in the center of it the gem was green and the parents were like huh this doesn't really look like what you've been describing to us and the kid was like now nah, this is what i've been seeing and then okay and the pictures that i'm assuming were sent electronically he sent those and had them sent to have a blind reading which is where a spiritualist that like specializes i think in probably pictures looks at these pictures without any context of what is happening in them without any background and they're like report back on what they see in the pictures without knowing anything about them other than like possibly some weird shit's going on in these pictures and then there's like a little boy in them the feedback was that they could sense something and that something was attached to the kid and it appeared to be pulling at his neck but they couldn't quote unquote get a grip on exactly what it was um they but they know they saw and sensed it for sure like something and it appeared that it was like almost draining him in the spot that they could like see that the thing was on like the kid's head at slash neck was where all the doctors like knew that that's where the pain was coming from and why they thought the little boy had meningitis okay and also, like, he, I guess, I don't think he had, like, a whole lot of, like, mobility in his neck either. Just very stiff and... Yeah. Restrictive. Um, not, he's not allowed to move at all, apparently. Nope. He just lays in a bed, like, uh, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then, um, so his parents were like, okay, well, like... At least we were getting some kind of explanation. Everyone else was like, yeah, we don't know, have fun. Like, good luck, have fun, figure it out. At least, like, it was kind of out there, but they're like, this is something better than what we've been getting from anyone, so we'll take it. 
So he gave them a timeline of for like when things will go down. And I'm not quite sure if I think someone, I guess, would have had to go on out there, right? To like bless the house and shit. Yeah. Like you can't or... do that over video, can you? I feel like you can't. <sighs> You you can't. I don't think so. No, a lot of them are like uh, sage burning kind of things, and I, I feel like you can't do that. Yeah, or like remotely. a psychic blessing the area themselves. Exactly. Um. So they started doing all the woo woo things, and they were burning some incense and like essentially prep work to to get the space ready. Um. So they were. It only ended up taking a couple weeks for all like everything to go down and get the house cleansed but it was supposed to take longer than that but they sped it up james was like yeah there's something james was like yeah so there's like something sucking this energy out of this kid and originally thought that it wasn't necessarily a huge deal that it was more just an annoyance than something malevolent okay as soon as james got the paper that the son drew so he's like oh no this is not what we were expecting this is a whole lot worse than we thought and so they had had the parents use like a incense close to a holiday a holiday blend which i don't know necessarily what's in that but i know it has frankincense in it okay and i'm gonna assume some cinnamon just because that seems holiday to me but maybe (laughs) i'm wrong (laughs) and that's like um kind of like a poultice thing that they're using for it or were Um, they like Eating it to them or burn, just burning, burning it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're they're like here. We're gonna shove all of these spices. It'll be fine. Um. So all of the other kids are like, "Huh, weird. This like is a new sense, kind of pungent." And they were kind of like curious about it, but that was about it. But once the one son started to smell it, he got violently ill and immediately started vomiting. And so they like then took the scent. And burned it in all of the rooms and, like, said a blessing. Usually when you do, like, a smudging, you say, like, uh, I don't remember exactly the phrase that you say, but it's essentially, like, essentially like thank you for cleansing this room, evil spirits, stay away, yada, 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 something like that. And I don't think that's, necess- like, particular to any kind of religion. I think that's something that literally anyone can do. Yeah, I think, because uh, I, I don't know if you can buy them. But making them like the smudge sticks. Yeah, I have some. Mm-hmm. I have sage smudge sticks. Um, and I know that there's some stores in Kalamazoo that have like a blend of um, uh, incense that you can burn that are smudging incense. So that's probably something like what they had. So the eldest, she was a daughter, a girl. Um, she was home at the time from college and she like was curious. So she was like walking around with the parents and she noticed that the smoke would only rise six feet and then it would just hang out there and it wouldn't go any further. And they had eight foot tall ceilings. And, um, they also had an addict with like the ones that have like the folding ladder that comes down. And John was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going up there. I, I, the (laughs) last house that I lived in was. But that attic can stay creepy. <laughs> yeah. The last house that I lived in was, like, completely normal, and I didn't like fucking going up those staircases. Um, There's, like, an uh, entrance to the attic right outside of my room by my closet. But I haven't tried to open it, and I don't think I'm going to try to open it. I think I'm just going to pretend should, it doesn't exist. You should exist. 100% try to open it now. If anything, I'd be like, hey, stepdad, Jeremy, 
You should go up there and see what's up. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, can you, uh, can you look into this, please? Thanks. Like, here's a ladder. Um, let me know what you think. Burn some, burn some sage up there for me. So I think he should have gone up there and burned some, all of these incense to just see, just to see what was going to happen. just like, you know, finish the process. It's like, ah, uh, yes, we're going to bless this whole house, but the attic, you know? Yeah. Like, just, the attic just, is fine. It's like an experiment. Like, maybe something will happen, maybe something won't. You should go up there. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, when they bought the house, they one of... Uh, a friend of the realtor or a friend, a mutual friend or something was like, you shouldn't even consider this house. It's run down and it's kind of just creepy. gives me creepy vibes. Don't fucking do it. So the house was only built in 77. So it wasn't really old. Even to this day, a house built in the 70s isn't really that old of a house to me anyways. Mm. So the room that the son was in had a hole in the closet and the ceiling that went into the attic. So before it was this little boy's room, the second eldest, it was the eldest daughter's room before she went to college. And then this little kid took it over. And now he, I'm assuming it was probably bigger. So that's maybe why. Um, oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. What happened? I think someone is yelling at their video game. And like, I'm talking about something spooky. So it just scared me. And you just hear <laughs> yelling from across to the... I think it was in the basement. Uh... Um. Okay, so when they bought it, they, like, half-ass fixed it up, and they're like, it's in the closet, who cares? They didn't think much of it, um, whatever. The land was very close to an indigenous land of, like, Native Americans and shit, so it was in between, I think, two different tribes, and, but, like, where it was specifically is where both of these tribes would, like, kick people out that were, like, outcasts, and I don't know how common that is, but that's, like what they say about the land that they lived on is it was kind of just like where they would throw like the useless people that weren't contributing um so like not a grave but a dumping site mm-hmm. that's how i kind of imagine it so that's not some that's some bad juju already honestly so one day this is after everything started happening um, the mom was hanging with the kids, and everyone was, like, super cranky, and she was like, you know what? Put your fucking phones away. We're gonna play a goddamn game. I'm assuming she said it nicer, but also, no, I've no. heard how some moms talk to their kids. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> I, I like your your thoughts better. Um, and then the son was super grumpy, and he was like, I don't want to play this fucking game. And then he, all of a sudden he got a really bad headache, which to me, if I was like, we're going to do this, and the kid was like, I don't want to play, my head hurts, I'd be like, suck it up, you're lying. Suck it up, <laughs> Yeah, um, so the way that he explains his headaches to me are kind of more of like a migraine than a headache, but also migraines are different for everyone, so. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go get some ibuprofen or like Tylenol or whatever it is you give children when they have headaches, I don't know. And then out of nowhere, he just starts screaming, I'm not an idiot. And she was like, um, excuse uh, not me? not saying you are? Is everything okay, <laughs> Who are you talking to? And he was like, the voice is in my head. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. And she was like, uh, what the fuck is going on? This is weird. And he told her that they were talking to him. So she like, at this point, he was sitting on the ground 
So she put her hands on his head and just started praying, which, I mean, to be honest, at that point, what the fuck else do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very religious, but I would be like, a pr- I don't even know any prayers, but I would make one up. <laughs> Please go away. Please stop whatever the fuck you're doing. So the parents never talked about what was going on with the kids or like anyone in the family. It was just between themselves and like these investigators, I guess. So all the kids were like, uh, this is weird. Um, but we're just gonna like go along with it. And they like kind of like gathered around him and like all hugged him, but like in a family kind of hug. Like it's a, it's like a, gathering hug type thing that's how i'm Mm -hmm. picturing it anyways a big group hug yes and then as soon as they did that and she was like praying the voices stopped and then she was like okay that's fucking weird we're getting out of here so they went out to dinner and got in the car and she called her husband and she was like all right some shit's going on come meet us for dinner and then once they got there they left the kids inside and they called james and then james was like yeah you did exactly what you're supposed to do put your hands on his head and pray i guess that's what you're supposed to do if your kids acting weird that's the plan and this is when he at this point he had just gotten the picture of what the kid drew so he was like all right so this is like something i guess that was super rare and it was the farthest that they had seen something go without actually reaching, like, a full possession of the body. Interesting. Which, I don't know how possession works. I feel like that would have to be a whole thing on its own, because I feel like there's a lot that goes into possessing someone. I feel like there's yeah, possibly th- different steps and levels. I think, like, in general... It's like they make you insane and, like, try to, like, break you mentally. Yeah. And then the more broken you are mentally, the more room that they have to, like, try to take over until you just, like, fully give in to them possessing you and taking control of everything. They're, like, leveling up each time. Each time they do something. (laughs) Each time you get spooked, you get a little bit more possessed. Yep. They get to do something extra. That's why everything escalates in movies. Exactly. Um, Paranormal activity. (laughs) Exactly. Every time a little thing happened, they got more power. So they're like, yeah, we know this being. It's super ancient. We nickname him Slim, but Jemmy, or Jemmy, wow, Debbie (laughs) Chestnut. Um, she calls it the sledge entity, and this entity specifically in their house already had three prisoners that had captured, and they were all Native Americans, and it wanted to try and take the entire household, and it was starting with the son, probably because he was the weakest link. Um, so pretty much what the son drew was a Native American warrior, and, um, so the parents were like, um... Up until the point of when they had him draw what he was seeing, what he drew was not what he was describing to them. So they're like, that's weird. That's not what we've been seeing. But okay. So they, and then once they like talk to the investigators and shit, they're like, yeah, that's not what's showing up in the pictures either. Okay. So they're like, yeah. So we think that what the sun is seeing was probably like a native warrior it's his spirit was trying to rescue the other three spirits because they're like his pals or some shit and Mm. the entity was so attached and intertwined with the sun that it could not tell the difference between them so while trying to attack this entity demon thing it was also attacking the sun because 
he just didn't know which and that explains why the son was seeing at that point a warrior trying to attack him rather than like a demon okay just because the warrior spirit was just kind of losing it as well yeah and also like i guess it makes sense if he had already captured three other natives that like someone would come and try it like even just like in the afterlife if you're thinking about like natives i feel like in the afterlife they're still trying to capture and help out their buddies yeah and i mean like it's one of those things where a big theme in ghosts is like unresolved business and if they die when like people from their lives were like captured by this ghost thing and they were upset about it and they die and their ghost is attached and they're still going to try to like do everything yeah to be honest if i was a ghost and my friends were captured by a demon i'm not 1000 percent sure i would do it myself but i would like gather like some of my um family or other friends that are dead and be like can we go capture my other friends lead a ghost yeah i can't do it alone i'm too chicken shit but like i also need to get it done someone please help me (laughs) um okay so they were like all right can like all this shit's happening can we talk to our son now and then he's like yeah since you're not in the house you can like tell everyone what's happening so they went back in and at the dinner they told the kids that was happening and the youngest which was a boy was like, oh, I've also been having a really, or I only had a strange dream once. So the youngest had also had a strange dream, and he had a super vivid dream where he was in all white in a white room with nothing in it but a mirror. So he was in front of the mirror, and a black figure came towards him out of the mirror, and the sun reached to his side, and all of a sudden there was a sword, and the sword had a green gem in it, like almost probably what was in the other kid's drawing, And he fucking slayed the shadow, cutting it in half, and then the gem turned red. Oh, no, the gem was red, and now it had turned green. And then the kid woke up, so. So does that mean that the warrior, like, won? I don't know. My thoughts are, like, okay, so, like, what if this little boy had the dream before the little, the big brother was possessed, and he accidentally released... Because it went from red to green, so, like, maybe the demon was in the sword, and he cut it in half, giving it back its energy. I'm just making this up, but, like... I don't know. Because why is it changing like, color? exactly. Why did it change? Like, if it was green, and then it just turned red and, like, stayed that way, but why did it go, like, back and It was forth? red to green, and then in the oldest son's dream, or not dream, in the oldest son's, like, real-life ghost seeing it was green and but that uh happened before i didn't say the other son. i didn't say if the youngest son's dream happened before the other one was possessed but i feel like it would have to be if it was red and then turned green and then the kid gets possessed and sees sees a green gem in the sword anyway does it say is there any like does anyone give an explanation on what that might on the be? swords nope they're nope. just like huh weird and then huh, crazy. <laughs> the dad said that one night he heard like it almost sounded like whispering and some scratches when he was in bed and that he thought it was just a dream, but he's seeing a shadow with eyes and a mouth, which I don't know if I believe the dad. I mostly believe the kids because like maybe the dad is just like he did have a weird dream and he's making it into something more because now his kids all see it. You know what I mean? 
So like mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I don't know, Dad. I feel like the kids are more true on this. But the el- the eldest, the girl, so she I was when they were at dinner, she was like, Oh, yeah, that's weird. They're was a guy that came and he used to give me stories and she used to call him the storyteller and so she had the room before the little kid was obsessed and possessed and she said that it was like a native american would come to her and tell her a bunch of stories and she actually now is a published writer like in real life um i don't know her name or i don't think they like give their full name for publicity reasons um but she's a published author and so she was like yeah like that guy inspired a lot of my stories and when she was really young and then in high school there was only a couple times where she felt something and she got scared but it wasn't the same kind of feeling as the guy that would tell her stories um so over the next three days they pretty much to me james and his team just exercised to the fuck out of that house and then um very aggressively exercised yeah, the house. Last, I think that's what they called it. it was like a house blasting. Weird. Like, did someone come blast my fucking like, house? <laughs> what is the difference between that and just like a regular blessing? It's more extreme. It's more intense. <laughs> you light so many incense that even the hippies can't stand it. It's just incense, like, grenades. Yeah, yeah. Smoke bombs. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So when they came back, the son was sleeping throughout the night again, and he was finally walking, and he could go through the thresholds without collapsing. Um, He's still anxious, and maybe that's just the fact that he's a kid or the fact that all of that happened to him. He's, like, trying to figure it out. So, within five weeks after they blessed the house, he was fully recovered, back to going to school and playing sports. And they do these interviews, um, all his parents do, I think, quite often at this time. And they're always like, hey, do you want to be a part of it? And he was like, no. And they're like, okay, no big deal. We just want, like, want you to have the option to tell your side of the story if you want to. Um, but if not, we understand. So, they're kind of just letting him figure it out on his own because i'm sure like if you are really possessed and mentally that's gotta be a lot of shit to try and figure out on your own um he's in therapy and the parents are like obviously like we're gonna get a lot of backlash for this from like non-believers and shit but she was like this is what worked for us this is what happened no one can figure out what was wrong with our son and we exercised our house and half-ass exercised our kid and now it's gone so, like, maybe it can help for someone else. And also, fun fact, that three is the witching hour because it is mo- it is a mockery of the three holy ghost. I didn't know that. Interesting. I've never heard that yeah. either. Or I didn't know that either. And then they still live in the same house and um, exercise it every once in a while to keep the demons away. Just to make sure everything still stays kosher? Yeah, I would probably just try and move, but they're like, nah. I mean, it's hard to, like, just be like, okay, we're leaving that's now. 2016. It probably would have been a little easier than it is right now. Like, right now, I understand if your house is super <laughs> fucking right possessed, now. you're staying put. <laughs> no, right now, you can sell it real easily. People will buy a house without looking into it yeah, at all. Yeah, but then, like, you gotta find a house that's not haunted. Like, our house, my house is haunted. Do you know how many times I've gone downstairs when no one was home and our front door be dead fucking wide open? When we lock the deadbolt and everything. 
That's terrifying. I just assumed the ghost wanted some air. Or they're just like, get rid of somebody, please. I, I don't have enough strength to kill her. Somebody somebody from the real world, please but come it's al- in. It's always I'll during, let but you it's in. never at night. It's always during the day and really nice days. Like it's never when it's like super cold out. So I'm like, they just wanted or some like fresh air. Creepy. Yeah. Maybe. They're just like, ah, oh, it's such a lovely day out. Why has this door closed? That's what I'm gonna assume. They just wanted some fresh air. Fair, fair. Yep. Okay. I don't think I can do 40 minutes, but I will try my best to assist. So I looked into just a bunch of different Korean urban legends. Korean? Um, Korean, yes. Because some of them, um, what's really interesting to me are the games. The main one I looked into for the games is the corner game, but I'm going to end on that. I thought you were going to say Squid Games and I was about to be out of here. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't believe that that's real. I would hope that's not I know real. nothing about it, but I've heard and seen too many TikToks that I'm good. Oh, you you don't know about the show. I'm not gonna. We we won't describe it now. But it's just like it. It's not like. I thought about watching it. Supernatural at I all. I thought about watching it, but um, I can't watch movies where the words that I hear don't match with their lips. Oh yeah, you have. I can to watch. watch it, like, I can watch like movies in foreign languages with subtitles, but when the you just have to watch that in subtitles. Don't match their lips. I can't do that either. Um, and, like, apparently, I started watching it, like, in the, uh, where it was, like, in English, and it was, it was not a good time, and so I just, you can change it and just watch it. Yeah. With the subtitles in the original language. (coughs) But okay, so, the first urban legend that I'm going to start with is called the Mulgishin, um... And I'm probably pronouncing that terribly, as we do mostly <laughs> on, the, on this podcast. But um, the Mulgushin are a water spirit or a water ghost. And it's they believe that spirits that um, die in like water due to drowning, whether or not they are like... Um, it was, like, an accident, or if, like, they were ending their life, or if somebody, like, tried to kill them, or whatever. Um. I feel like ending your life by drowning is the worst way to do it. Just, yeah, yeah, no, I, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine just, like, suffocating like that. Does not sound like a fun time. (laughs) Nah. But basically, no matter, like, how they were, or, like, what the nature of the spirit is when they were alive, or, like, whatever, they believe that a lot of, like, these ghosts are lonely, because it's, like, they're by themselves, it's very dark, like, in the bottom of the water, and just, like, cold and whatever, and so they'll intentionally drag people under the water, just so that they're not alone anymore. I guess that makes and, sense. Like, if because when I did Lake Lanier, they always people always say they feel people pull them under, and then a lot of people drown in that lake. So maybe like that makes sense. That ghosts that have died that way are just like come with me, or like even just like if they don't know anything that's going on, and they're like, oh, there's something there. 
and they just like try to grasp onto it because it's like all that they've seen, and they end up like being dragging people underwater. Yeah. And um, it says like sometimes they're sinister, so like they're not always like intentionally trying to like kill people. Like a lot of times, it's just um, like they're just like trying to not be alone. And, um, but sometimes that they're sinister and that they're trying to, like, pull themselves back to society. And so they'll just be pulling swimmers and, like, people that fall off of boats just into their grave. And in Korean mythology, it says that the spirits don't solely inhabit bodies of water. It says that they can show up in, like, bathtubs and sinks and puddles and, like, anything as long as there's water. Back to scary movies. I'm pretty sure there's a scary movie where they live. I don't, I'm not going to say it's because you're doing what? Korean? Yeah. I'm not going to say it's Korea, but it's some kind of Asian country where the house, it's super haunted and she's taking a bath or a shower and something tries to kill her. Yeah, and that's basically like. The, it's like a water spirit and so it's attached but like if you can drown in it like they can possess like the water that's in that area what if you lived in a super humid area oh, that would be interesting <laughs> just like drowning while walking yeah chilling. it's just like taking all the condensation in the air and just or like if it's I could see like heavy rain like if it was like hurricane monsoon whatever <laughs> i could see that i don't think i can see like man it's real humid outside and then you just like because where do you get pulled to florida <laughs> i mean like no, like you don't get pulled but they're pulling all the water in the air to your lungs oh and you can drown that's what like... i was thinking yeah okay because it's so I'm just, humid. Now I'm imagining you're not in Florida, but it's just humid somewhere, and you're chilling. <laughs> oh, I was picturing, Florida. and you're like, "Damn!" And then you know the the spirit just pulls you're you just to Florida. That's where you get pulled. walking to Florida, and you're like, "I don't know why." Exactly. I'm <laughs> or you just like start swimming. <laughs> you're going to Florida. Yeah. This is where we're going That's now. Oh. <laughs> But the Gwishin, like, spirit is very, like, ingrained in, uh, maybe not, like, fully ingrained in culture, but it's very popular, and it has its, uh, expression, the Mogwishin tactic, which is just, like, if I'm going down, somebody's going down with me, or I'm not going down alone. Yeah, sometimes I feel that. Is, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's pretty decently common. Depends on the situation, I approve. Fair, fair. But, um, there is an island that is, uh, called Jeju Island, and it's located 90 kilometers off of Korea's, um, southern peninsula, and it's very popular for, like, honeymoons and beach resorts and random things. 15 million tourists go every year, um... And it's just as, like, beyond, like, it being, like, a big tourist attraction, there's um, a lot of people that drown or go missing, and um, 
there's it's completely it's an island so it's completely surrounded by water and there's just been a lot of deaths within like people that go there and like the fishermen and all of that kind of thing um just around that island it's a pretty big hot spot for do you think them. because it's so well known that people are going specifically to drown themselves and die you know, so this is a very completely random thing, but have you heard of the suicide forest in Japan? Yeah, there's a movie about it. Yeah, there's there's a couple things about it, but um, that's like a thing like people go intentionally to end their lives there, and they say like the spirits kind of like haunt the area. So even if you go not intending to do that, it can like get it, ideas like, yeah, in your it makes head. You depre- like makes you go insane and makes you depressed and shit. Exactly. Yeah. You can go there. You can Well, technically not right you, now, but you can go there. You can buy tickets to go. Oh, mm. they're free. Uh, Japan is closed right now, oh. though. Well, as they probably should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be. Yeah, yeah, as most places should be. They might open at some point in the future, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, they're fully closed to people going over there. And then it, I like yes, it would be interesting to go there, but also I'm like good. the amount of people that actually die there like it just feels like disrespectful because yeah. Like yeah. I think it depends on your approach. And, like, the reasoning and the intent as to why you're going. Fair, fair. And just, like, how you do things. I'm just a scaredy cat. But... No, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I am, too. I like going in those situations where I can't leave, though, and then I just suffer. I don't know why I like to do it, but it's always a fun time. Um, so, the next legend, that's what I have for... The, uh, the water ones. The Mulgwishwin. They, and there's, like, not really, like, specific stories on it, because it's just, like, their belief for when people do go missing. Um, but yeah. Anyway, the next story is called The Hollowed-Eyed Woman. And there is a highway in, um, South Korea, just north of Seoul, just north of, like, their capital. And it is called Jiro. Jiro. I, again, terrible at pronouncing things. And it was built in 1992, and it's um, 50 kilometers, so it's not like a huge, huge, like, stretch of road. But um, it's known... uh, 50 kilometers would be somewhere around 100 miles, I want to say. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> very, very wrong, very wrong. Opposite direction. 30 miles. Okay. I was I am with it. I was just like, very yeah. incorrect. No one should agree with me on things. I was trying oh. in my head to picture like the kilometers versus miles on a car. And then I was like, checks out to me. <laughs> yeah, I, all I know is 100 kilometers is like 60 miles per hour. And so I should have been able to do that math correctly, <laughs> but uh, life is Literally hard, half. life is hard. Um, yeah, uh, base, just about half. Um, but anyway, on this stretch of road, um, it's really known for being very foggy and it doesn't have street lights. And 
there's a lot of accidents, like very common accidents occur on the road. And it's um, partially because of like all the main explanation for it is because of like poor visibility. But a lot of drivers claim that when the fog sets, they'll see a woman on the side of the road. And from, like, far away, like, when you're driving up or, like, when you just kind of see her coming up, it looks like she's wearing sunglasses. But as they get closer, it's, um, they find out that the woman's eyes have been gouged out. And so it's just, like, very deep, black, empty sockets. So, like, black-eyed kids, but a woman. Exactly. And just, like, a specific woman. Just one. And... Exactly. You know if and this everyone... road is very windy. That I'm not positive. Um and let me see. We're, we'll take a, a brief, not really pause, but I'll look really quick and I'll send you the image so it can be on the Instagram. Okay. It is decently okay. windy. I, that with fog um, mixed in usually ends up with more accidents. So that Yeah, makes but sense. not like sorry, it's not windy as much as just like curved so it doesn't it's not like crazy it's a like main highway like it looks basically just like 131 along but also you think of what what is it 94 96 that's down by kalamazoo that's straight yeah and how many fucking accidents have been on and pileups on that fucking road honestly just like it's a basic highway there's just as much snow on that road as there is on any other mm. road on that the side of the state. And with the fog and all of that, definitely uh, causes issues. Yeah. Still creepy. But um, honestly, and just the fact that there's multiple drivers that claim to see yeah. the woman on the side of the road. But um, the origin of like the legend, like where it started from, or like who the woman is, isn't really known. Um. Some believe that she is the cause of for some of the accidents that happen. Obviously, just be exactly and uh, whether she like does it on purpose and is like, I'm going to make you crash, or just people get freaked out. Um, and there are some people that believe that um, she was murdered at some point on the highway and like thrown into the river, and so she's just like trying to find her way back that's possible that's one of my biggest um, fears is driving and then seeing something weird which has happened to me and i literally like lost my shit can you <laughs> provide more details on what happened i'm interested in this story well, it was like an actual person i think but i was like working third shift or second shift and we worked until midnight and i was driving home and there's not very many cars and it was on a school night at midnight and there was like a kid it was also in the middle of winter at midnight snowing there wasn't snow on the ground but it was like physically snowing and this kid Mm -hmm. was at the end of his driveway and his house was like kind of back farther so like it wasn't like he was just hanging out in his front yard outside looking at the stars he was all the way near the mailbox and he had a long driveway and he was just staring up at this at the ceiling at the sky and like going like with his tongue and then moving his arms like this but at his side and i just kept driving and he was like so close to the road that i was like what if he gets hit 
I don't know what to do. And then I was on the phone with someone. And they're like, you should turn around. And I was like, that is the absolute last fucking thing that I am doing. <laughs> that is the absolute last thing that I am doing. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. Because, like, watch me turn around and there's literally no one there. Then there's no good option for that. Because even and if you turn no around and it's like. In the middle of winter in Michigan. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. Just some weird thing. Anytime, Kid was just anytime possessed. Anytime I was driving by that house at night, I would like always get super anxious that I was going to see it again. Never ever did. And like, no, it's never saw the it's kid. It's possible again. that the kid was just fucking with people because that is a teenager thing to do. He could have been doing like a snow dance, trying to get school off the next <laughs> That's day. Possible. Just, just some normal thing to but do. I don't have to like, but just like right on the edge of the road. But like, you know how like when someone leans back and they like move their shoulders to where their arms are like shaking, kind of like shimmying, but like backwards. Yeah. Um, and then looking up at the stars and like going like, and I was like, I don't like that. At a fucking, it was I at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, there. Uh, yeah, children should not be outside they in the middle of the out. street at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And then the next day, my sister was like, "You probably should have like called the cops just to do like a a well, a well oh, check or yeah. whatever they're called." And I was like, "Too late now. Hopefully, he didn't get hit." Which he didn't. We would have seen it on the news or some shit. But exactly. Yeah. It, imagine like. If just some random kid walked up to your, like, if you just looked out in your driveway and there was just a kid with his back to you doing that, that you had no idea who I it would was. run away and cry and, like, call every single person I know and be like, I don't care how far you away you are, you need to come to my house. You need to get here right <laughs> yeah, now. I, would, honestly, I need if I was help. home alone, I would run to my neighbor's house because they're very nice people and I would be like, please help me. <laughs> you would go outside, though, with the kid? Yeah. If I'm already outside. No, like if you look outside, oh. like if you are like inside of your house and you're like turning off the lights to go to bed or something and you just glance outside and see that. Um, I would, if I would wake up whoever was home and if not, I would call my mom. Just be like, I, I would call help. everyone. Please I feel like help. my mom would be like one of the only people that would actually come home right away. But I would just call everyone I knew. And the closest people. I would be like, I can't. There's someone. I would take a picture of it, too, so that they knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah. One time, I don't remember if we were coming back from, like, a church thing or, like, maybe dinner. But probably it was late, so I, I don't know. But it was me and my sister, and we were driving separately from um, my mom and dad. I think I, I want to say it was a church thing, and that's why they like left a decent amount later than us. But we started pulling into our house, and our house is um, on the end of a road, and then there's railroad tracks. And there was just some dude standing on the railroad tracks, just like looking at us, like with his hood up. We couldn't see his face at all, just standing there. And like, if he was walking on the tracks, whatever. And, like, maybe he just saw us pulling up and, like, stopped to look at us for some That's reason. So I don't fucking know. But it was really fucking weird. And then we just uh, went into reverse and That's left. That's exactly what I would have done. But also, like, <laughs> and... sometimes, sometimes I am, like, when I'm doing weird shit like that, 
I'm like, I know someone is going to be so freaked out about this and they're going to be like telling someone some weird ass shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anywho, <laughs> back to, sorry for the sidetrack. Um, but there are um, accounts of like people that have picked up the ghost hitchhiker, oh, like the hollowed eyed woman. Yeah. And so there's things like, that, like, she has her face obscured, or it's just, like, different, like, ghostly hitchhikers. And most of them say that they either lead to a cemetery, or that she vanishes right before that they get to their destination. Hmm. And there's one story that a taxi driver shared, that he, um, picked up a woman who asked to take her home, and he, she gave him an address, and he put it in his GPS, and took the route down, and it led them to, like, this remote area, and they passed by a cemetery, and, like, the address wasn't for the cemetery, but they were, like, coming up on where the address would be, and so he went to, like, turn to ask where her house was, or, like, where it was gonna be, and she was just gone. That gives me the chills. Yeah, and it's just like, are they leading you there because this is like why I hate driving at night? <laughs> she wandered. There was uh when I was younger, we would like lift our feet when we were going by cemeteries. Oh, we would hold our breaths. Be- yeah, because it was like they would Don't like get you if you didn't do whatever. Oh. Yeah, some weird some weird things. Yeah. Now sometimes when I go past certain cemeteries I honk to say hello. Yeah. Uh, that would. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Like, hey. <laughs> hey, howdy, hello. How are you guys? Just wanted to come say, I, I hope you're having a great day, whatever you're doing, vibing. Yeah. But um, a lot of that, I think, like, with the whole not being able to see is probably, like, they just wander and like I don't I have no idea how ghosts work. Me like either. I know blind people usually go by like distance that they travel. I feel like and, there has like, to be different kinds different of ghosts. sound cues. Like, like different circumstances for each ghost. Yeah, but like if you're blind as a ghost, like how do you orient yourself? Sound like, waves, like dolphins. <laughs> Echo <Yeah>. look <laughs> bats. I don't know. Well, <laughs> bats can't really use their eyes very well either can they uh they're like not blind blind but they just can't see very far yeah or maybe like her third eye is open so she doesn't need her actual eyes exactly she's dead, so like she's already but then dead. why does she keep needing people to drive her home she can get there herself because it's a long walk fair very fair 30 miles? In reality, I'm not it's, walking 30 miles. They don't have to go the whole the whole route. <laughs> it's not like they start at the at the beginning of this road and they're like, okay, take me to the end. <laughs> this is the path I have to go down now. <laughs> Maybe she's scared and she would rather get a ride than get hit by a car. Oh yeah, for sure. Does she and so it's like, just do they like pick her up or does she sometimes appear in people's cars? Like are you just driving and then they're like so, for the most part, it says that they pick her up. No, all of them that, like, I had seen were just, like, they were picked up of their own volition and that mm-hmm. they, a lot of the car accidents are because, like, 
something either supernatural happens, like, oh, they push the car, but a lot of it is just, like, people see her and get scared and go off into the trees. I would hate to crash after seeing something, because then I'm, like, are yeah, they gonna no. get me? Yeah, I'm not, not a huge fan of all of that. Um, one time, there's, like, a road, I don't even know where it's at, but me and, uh, my old roommate went there and it was like a supposed like haunted trek of road and we like drove on it with our windows down and like we like turned off the car at one point and i'm just like this is not a good time this is not a vibe it's not a vibe and like nothing crazy happened but it's just like if something happened while the car was turned off we will get in a car accident trying to get out of here (laughs) like Please don't. Yeah. I uh, I am down for stuff like that, but I'm not getting out of the car and I'm not turning my car off. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm down to sit in my car in a spooky area with my car on. But not too spooky and not too far into it because then what if my car dies? Fair, fair. For uh, for legal purposes, this never happened if I'm making it all up. <laughs> we uh, explored, like, an abandoned house one time. I was out towards Oxigo, and there was, like, a silo that was up, and, like, it had, like, a barn. And it was just, like, an older house. And when we went upstairs, there was, like, a little door. This is extremely random. I don't know where this is coming from. I apologize. But there was, like, a little door up the stairs that had like a skull in it and we just saw that and immediately just like all fucking left for the car and there was another like smaller group of people in the barn and we're just like we're leaving let's go if it was a real skull or if it was a fake one sorry it wasn't a human skull oh it was like i apologize i didn't explain that well it was like a uh I don't, it was like a large mouse or possibly cat. So like either it died there or someone was using it for weird shit. It was like very clean for being like in a house and like maybe like it is what it is. And like I found skulls like out in the woods. Yeah, but it was just, like, really weird to be, like, in this little door yeah, on the side right. of the wall. If I had a skull wall. in the middle of my room, that would be more questionable rather than hanging on my wall. Exactly. Like, it's like it was hidden for a reason, and that was, like, eh. Huh. But, okay. The last thing that I have, there's, South Korea has a very large amount of, like, supernatural based urban legends like it's very Asia, interesting I, feel like a, I, I like um foreign country like uh or other countries like a supernatural slash folklore because some of them are real mm-hmm. wild like i have some that i've seen on tiktok and i'm like crazy. a lot of like the eastern things and my mind tells me because like america was so like christianity is everything and in like comparison yeah and so there's not as much like mythology around that as much as like eastern religions there's a lot of like spirits and like a bunch of different gods and different things like a lot of our like uh especially folklore comes from native american shit yeah 
it yeah a lot of like the older folklore except for like bigfoot i mean maybe bigfoot does come from native americans and we just don't know i don't know but <laughs> maybe it does no bigfoot comes from like people taking pictures of them and thinking like ah yes this is the bigfoot okay so the last one that i am going to read is less of a story and more of a game that we're going to have to play at some point a what a game it's a Ooh, game spooky yes game. spooky game and there's a very loose translation of a korean saying that's if you look at one of the four corners of the ceiling before you go to sleep, a ghost will come out and, like, spook you, torment Do, you. Is there a specific order? For, like, what corner? It's just any corners. Like, if you're, like, staring at one of the corners of your room before you go to sleep, like, you'll have nightmares, basically. If the sides of my walls curve... Do I not have a corner? You know, maybe not. I don't have a corner. Hell yeah. Or, because, like, corners like, the like corner this. Of I was thinking corners on the ceiling. It, that's what it meant was like corners on I the ceiling. I don't like three point corners. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. I don't have one. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're safe. They built that knowing that it was haunted and they're like this I'm room pretty sure every safe. room except for my bathroom up here rounds to the ceiling. It doesn't corner to the ceiling. But okay. So it's just like a random game that I think kids do. Kids would play like kids slash teenagers like bloody mary type oh um, yeah exactly and it's called the corner game which is a ritual with the sole purpose is to um request the presence of spirits that are like inhabiting the area and so you need four people so we'll have to find a fourth person well, or sisters. two people probably perfect so you need four people, and it's a completely empty room with four mm. corners. You have to um, cover and seal all the windows in that room, so it's a completely like dark environment if there's no lights on. How are you going to get an empty-ass room? And Because, uh, like, the chances for any specific person to play this, you got to find an empty room. Yeah, I feel like basements, for the most part, are empty. Mm -hmm. And, or, like, a lot of it is, like, abandoned buildings. Oh, yeah, I guess. That makes a lot of sense. That's, and like, that where a lot too. of it comes from. Exactly. But, um, before the game begins, the... And maybe if I ever buy a house, we can play it in one of the rooms of yeah, the house. Yeah, just keep one empty room for a creepy game. Exactly. Before you start the game, the entire building where you play it should be empty. Oh. Where there's not a single other living thing. So, like, not even, like, pets, nothing. But how do you know if there's in the house? Um, nothing that, like, you can see. Like, no... Nothing that'll, like, try to interact okay. with you while you're doing okay. it. Besides, like, the four people that are playing it. All of the lights in all of the rooms should be off, except for the one that you're playing it in right when you start. So, like, whole building needs to be dark. The players, at, when you enter the room that you're going to play in, you have to yell out your name three times, like, your full first, last name. And then one person is going to be the narrator. And... Besides that one person, no one else can talk during the game. 
and then you shut the door to the room and you turn off the lights and then the game starts. In order to play the game, every person chooses a corner to stand in and faces the wall with their backs facing the center of the room. So you like stand in the corner. corner. Yep, exactly. And once they're all in position, the narrator counts to three. And after that, every player rotates clockwise to the next corner. In the dark room. When they do that, in the dark room. When you do that, you um, you can't turn around, you can't speak, you just have to face the wall, move to the next so corner. Shuffling. Basically, yeah. And once you finish rotating, you have to do it again, narrator. Um, that you repeat repeat the process until it's time to move to like the completion procedure. And as you repeat the rotation, it says that one of the players might disappear. But you wouldn't know. And it's like if you wouldn't know exactly. And you wouldn't know unless, like, I don't know how you would you know. You turn on the lights and they're gone? Or you just, you Hold just on. sense that someone's missing? Oh, I understand now. Okay. Um, it says that it's recommended that principals develop a predetermined signal that doesn't involve speaking at all to indicate whether, so, whether or not everyone's still there. So like a, eh, eh. No, like knocking, like no, no voice noises oh, at all. So like, voice completely silent. Each person's like silent. one knock, the other person's two, the other person's three, and the other person's exactly. Two. And then after each rotation, each principal knocks on the wall to their number, and then after all of that, um, the speaker determines the next rotation. And um, basically, the main thing was when this happened. Sometimes you will get an extra person where you like bump into somebody or like things don't line up correctly. Like there's four corners and you're only moving, you're moving on a wall until you get to the next corner. But like there's issues that can happen where like if you bump into somebody or different things like that, and it's basically just trying to do that in a cycle until like something happens is basically what the game is. And um, a lot of it is just, like, when, like, you do that, basically you're trying to kind of, like, force whatever spirit that's in the corners into, like, the center of the room. And then you can, like, feel its presence, like, actually there. That makes sense. I mean, it's still kind of super creepy, but it makes sense. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's, like, only, if you're only supposed to play it when, um, when you're, there's a house that's already haunted. Well, but um, I feel like at this point, houses are going to be haunted, even if it's a new house. Who's to say that land's not haunted? Like we're get we're getting pretty up there in the numbers. Exactly, and it's there's very few spaces where weird shit hasn't happened. And I think that basically, actually, from what I from what I see, it's like a summoning ritual that's like trying to force like a ghost to not be dormant or to like start doing shit. <laughs> and so it's kind of like a Ouija board where you don't directly talk to it, but you do like the rotation um, completely. It's you do it until you do like a complete rotation. And then um, the completion procedure is that all four people have to gather at the light switch and each person speaks their own name backwards three times and then turns on the light. And that's how you end it? 
Yep. So when you end and it, then, does it close uh, it out, or does it leave those ghosts a bit, like open to do whatever they want? So if you end it correctly, theoretically, it will close it out, but it says not to re-enter. It says give it some time before you try to go back into the room. And at that point, like if you're in there alone with the lights off, like you can start feeling things after you do like the ritual. Absolutely not doing that. So we're going to do that to whatever <laughs> place that Kyla moves into. Yeah, we got it cuz like if you're opening it up for potential hauntings, it's got to be somewhere I'm not living. <laughs> exactly. Oh. And you live See, alone. That's why I just, so you I know, feel like you, in your house it would also be a bad idea. I'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be great. But yeah, so those were the stories that I had to share and I do think I'm going to start looking into I really like the games. The spooky games? Hell yeah. The spooky games or like there's things that are a lot of times like There's a book about spooky games. What is the book? Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark by Lucia Peters. I'll share the Amazon link for you. It looks interesting. Hopefully Kyla will be back at some point in the future. She will be at some point in the future. (laughs) Just no promises on next week. And send her all of your um, good vibes. She needs them. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for listening. This has been The Weird and Suspicious. I'm Joshua. I'm Kirsten. Have a good night slash whatever it is when you're listening to this. Don't be suspicious either. You can definitely be weird yep. though. I forgot to add though, if you want to email us, it is the weird and suspicious at gmail.com and our Instagram is the weird and suspicious. Our Twitter is the weird and sus and we have a Facebook group and page at the weird and suspicious for both of us too. Go ahead and give us a follow and a like and email us any of this weird and crazy stories you may have.